0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to the Villa View. I'm still standing in for Dan Bardell for the moment. But uh, thankfully, I'm not here on my own. I have the wonderful Omar as well joining me to chat today. We're going to go through match preview, match preview for the upcoming game against what I think a lot of people would call a resurgent Newcastle team. Omar, how are you doing? How are you feeling after? Uh, and we'll touch on it briefly, I think, because I think it would be remiss if we didn't. But how are you feeling after Wednesday night? Worn
1: out, to be honest, mate. <laughs> it was <laughs> a pretty hectic game. Um... Yeah, you were in the ground, weren't you? Yeah, I was there, yeah. It was um I mean it was nice to be back obviously after a few weeks. Um and uh yeah, you could you could sort of sense the anticipation here. Obviously, it's been a while since we've been at Villa Park. And it was a great game. I mean, for the neutral, yeah. Um, just disappointed, really. It felt a bit like a loss. Um, even now, really, it feels a bit like a loss, to be honest, uh considering we we're three one up. But that's Leeds for you. You know, they're a tough team to beat. Um, I was saying, you know, I know they're missing Bamford and Phillips, but I think they, they play the same way regardless of who who's playing for them. You know, that's just the way they play. So, it's always going to be difficult and the rules always in it. Um, it was good atmosphere. Their fans were good. Our fans were pretty good. Um, it is one of those. At least we saw some goals and Ramsey and Coutinho uh, gave us something to smile about at least. But, yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely areas for improvement, isn't there? Um, Absolutely. I, th- I think that's the key. And uh, I'll be interested to see on Sunday how uh, Stephen G um, changes the team up.
0: Yeah, and, and there will need to be changes. And I suppose that's where we're going to probably hit first. Um, obviously in the game the, uh, the, on Wednesday night, uh, we had a red card uh, and Ezra Kanza is going to be missing for the next two games. Mm. Um, I think that's what the case is at the moment. But that leaves us with a problem that we didn't really need to have um, at centre half. And obviously Callum Chambers came on the last day. And uh, I think it will probably be quids in that he's going to be the man who starts in, at, at that right centre back position on Sunday, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, ha- House has done great when he's come in, um, but obviously he's a le- he's a left centre-back. Um, and I think in terms of the way Gerald wants to play, he'd prefer right footer there um, to bring the ball out and playing between the lines and things like that. So I-, I think you'll play Chambers. I mean, the fact that he brought him on instead of House on on Wednesday probably gives you an idea. Um, although another another idea I've seen mooted around is maybe bring House in and pay Chambers as defensive midfield. Um which is another option. So I, I guess we'll see, but I, I, I'd be pretty I'm pretty convinced that he'll play Chambers uh, for Conza. And I suppose for Chambers as well, you know, he's he's come in a, a bit out of the blue. Um, it's a good chance for him to make a stake for himself and the, the team. And then, you know, there's still plenty of games left in the season if he does well in those couple of games. You know, Konza hasn't, as much as we all love Conza and he's been one of our best signings in recent times and fantastic player. You know, he's been, been off it the last few games and, and that was, again the case on Wednesday so there's definitely a chance there for Chambers I think
0: I think Chambers is actually a pretty decent um I was gonna obviously he's pretty decent show considering he's the only right footed center half that we have left (laughs) uh, in the squad but um when you look at the way their team is set up obviously they're gonna uh, filter a lot of the ball through Alan and Sam Maxim and Mm. the fact that Chambers has um previous playing at right back as well um, you know, if we're caught in a situation where Sam Maxim comes in off that wing and maybe, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be overly critical of Maddie Cash, but he does get caught foot forward quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he does go forward and we need him to go forward. I'm not saying that he shouldn't go forward because he's a very, very pivotal part of our attack. But when he does being caught behind, if we have to filter into a back three with maybe a Dougie Louise kind of filtering, coming back in towards um, towards the, the the back three. chambers being used to having people running at him in the likes of of sam maxim is um it, i I think that that could be a positive you know that he 'd be used to dealing with that and getting turned and turning around and and not having the front mm-hmm. players up in that in, in that aspect as well so um if it does. Go if he does go with the fact of playing um playing Courtney House in there maybe to front up to a Chris Wood who is very much a battering ram type type um centre forward and play Callum Chambers in that central defensive midfielder role which I, I I'm not quite sure I um. I think that I don't think that's really going to happen, but if he does do that, um, you know, I could understand why he would do it as well because Chambers will be able to filter over to that right inside and give cash that protection that mm. that I think we would like to see him get. Um, because uh, as I say, this is a rejuvenated Newcastle team, as I mentioned previously, and we will get into talk about the Aston Villa team maybe a small bit more, but um, there's probably a bit more to talk about Newcastle, and, and prior to Christmas, they would have looked like easy pickings, I think, for us, and, and that's not being that's not being facetious, I think, about uh, about Newcastle, but they've brought in some good players, obviously. They've brought in Bruno Gumarish, and they've brought in Chris Wood. Um, Joe Linton looks like yeah, a rejuvenated player back in central mm. midfield. Um, so, I suppose it, it, we don't really know what we're going to get from Newcastle, I think, it, this weekend, other than what we saw against Everton. and Did you get a chance to watch that Everton game, or did you see anything from them there I that did, would, yeah. uh, would concern you?
1: No, I, I did watch that game, um, and I was impressed with Newcastle to be to be honest um they they pressed really well um they worked hard the fullbacks played fairly well Trippier in particular played well and um, Target had a decent game on his debut and you know even uh you know even the players some of the players underperforming players like Lascelles who's obviously their captain but has been underperforming a lot this season even he stepped up to the plate so I, you know, they're obviously in a, in a good mood and, and we all know in terms of mentality, if, you're, if you've got confidence behind you, how important that is in the Premier League. So, you know, it's not, not ideal that we're playing him at this stage. We'd much rather play him before Christmas when they were struggling. Yeah. But at the same time, I still think they've got a lot of weaknesses in their team. So, target obviously won't be playing. Um, so, that, that's a potential mm-hmm. uh, big miss for them. Trippier is touch and go whether he'll play. And again, he was yeah. a massive, massive player for them against Everton in particular. And the defense has always been troublesome, and they haven't really fixed it. So, again, um, I think they've, they've got they've got areas there that we can exploit. Midfield is, it'd be interesting to see if they play Gumerish or not. Um, I guess we'll see. I doubt I doubt they'll start him. To be honest, they they put him on for the sort of last five minutes, didn't they, against Everton? And he did and look decent, but again, i would be surprised if he plays the full ninety. So, there's definitely definitely um, definitely areas there I think we can target. And you know, going into this game, this is the kind of game we we, we need to win. If we're going to do something this season and try and finish top half or even, even better than that, then we have to win really because, uh, you know, Leeds was almost like a must not lose game because obviously Leeds yes. is not that far behind us, but now, you know, the, the teams are going to play now. We've got a good run of games. I know. There's no no such thing as a good run of games in the Premier League because it is the Premier League. That's, you know, it's, it's difficult to get a run of, run of wins in. Uh, but I think, you know, with these games coming up, we need to make the most of it. Our players, Hopefully, Bundy is fit, but apart from that, it looks like most of our players are going to be fit and, and ready ready to go. Maybe Bailey will be back as well, and hopefully, Choro is not, not too far away as well. So, we're going to have a pretty much a fully fit squad now for these run of four or five games where we've got points there to be won, and we have to start. We haven't won what, Newcastle since 2005. Uh, that, wow. that game where we, um, where Boyer and uh, sent and off. Yeah. To fight each other, so, yeah, yeah, so we, we need, we're due a win, really. So, and we should have won last year, obviously, the squad last minute, so. Um, yeah, this is definitely. I think it's going to be difficult, obviously, but I think we you know, we have to go full of confidence and we have to try and impose ourselves on, on the game and try and win, try and exploit their their weaknesses, which there are many.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting, you know, we've mentioned that, or you've mentioned, should I say, Matty Target and, and Trippier may not actually start. And when we looked through that team, I think they were two of the they were the two big plus points that they've had coming mm. out of the, the the transfer window, based on the Everton performance. So you know the fact that they can't play is a big positive, I think, for us. Um, in, in from the fact that they have to go back to players that you know that weren't really putting up trees prior to Christmas. So when mm. we spoke about wanting to play them maybe prior to Christmas and playing them now, that still comes into play, specifically when we look at the look at their back four and with the way that you know we're playing in the attacking. Positions at the moment, specifically, you know, obviously with Coutinho and, and and Jacob Ramsey, um, you know, that's that's a good good news story for us because they might have to bring in Dan Bernard left back, then most likely play Manquillo at, at at right back again, and you know. They're, they're guys that can be turned. They're guys that can, we, we can get in around and Definitely. and, and try, try and exploit. Um, before we go on and we talk, I suppose, a little bit about the Aston Villa team, um, just let everybody know that there is a podcast partner with this podcast tonight. You can see it there in the bottom right-hand corner. It is Boohoo Man. Um, Using the code VILLAVIEW, you can get an extra 10% off all Boohoo Man menswear. That does exclude some sale and some selected items. But uh, yeah, as I say, the code is there for you guys to use, 10% off. So pop on Boohoo Man and get shopping for for some new clothes. And um, as I say, uh, use the code VILLAVIEW for 10% off. So looking at the Aston Villa team. And there's a couple of enigmas, I think, and we've, we've discussed the Chambers piece and the Kansa mm. piece because I think that that's kind of one hole that definitely needs filling. But there's obviously places there whereby, you know, there's potential for, for changes and kind of shuffling the deck. And we're going to start right up at the very top and move our way backwards, I think, Omar, Ollie Watkins, that's mm. really my question. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's, one, it's the one in my head as well. Um, uh, you know, we love Olly Watkins. He's, he's, he's been a breath of fresh air since he's come... Into the team, um, his work rate, his energy, his all-round ability, what he brings to the team, um, but he is struggling big time. And you know, w- watching him on on Wednesday there, he just you know he still presses and he still works hard. He's, I think nothing that's changed at all. Well, but the runs, some of the runs he used to make to get in goal-scoring positions just aren't there. He's he's sort of it's almost like he's double-guessing himself. I don't know. He's just I don't, I, he's just not quite where he was last year. And he's you know there was a, there was a key moment I think in the second half where. Coutinho, makes someone goes through, the, goes through the byline and he plays the ball in, a great ball, curling ball in. There's no one there. And Watkins has just taken a step back at the edge of the 18-yard uh, sort of line. And, and I'm just thinking, you know, last year, Watkins would either be trying to get near post or trying to get right in there. He's not going to do much at the edge of the 18-yard line. And that just sort of summed it up for me in terms of where his head's at. And it's, a, it's a definitely a confidence thing. We know he's got the ability. Um, maybe he needs a, I don't know what you think, but maybe he needs a spell out the team bringings in. Um, and just give him a bit bit more fire in his belly to say, look, you need to win your, your place back. Um, I'm not sure. And, and also, I mean, I hate being one of these people that read too much into things because I, I see it all the time. But, you know, when we scored, scored the um, goals in the in the first half, the, second, the last two, especially Ramsey's goals, you know, Watkins's body language and the way he was, it didn't really scream of a player that was enjoying his football um, or enjoying playing. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm not sure. I mean, I love him as a player. I, I, I'm just hoping he gets back to full form, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what you think, but maybe a spell out of the team might, might be good for him. I'm
0: torn. I'm torn from the point of view that this game, I think, won't be the game where he is out of the team. And the reason I think that is because there's, there's going to be two conundrums, Bündia May not be, may not make this game, he may Hmm. still be injured. I think Coutinho plays if Coutinho and Bundia don't play. Ali Watkins definitely starts in one of those 10 positions, yeah, for me. But, um, if if Bundia is out, I think he'll play Watkins innings, I don't think he'll bring Carney in from the start. Now, that's just my own thought process and what I've seen from Stephen Jar before. That's not me saying that Carney isn't able to start, so um, just want to get that clear and And for me, I think that that's probably the right call to make to start this game because Newcastle, as I say, are a resurgent they are a team that are looking to take scalps, and they've gotten out of out of the um the relegation zone. And they've mm. spent money, so you know they're buoyant at the moment, and they're feeling themselves. You know, they're feeling themselves as a team at the moment. And what we would need to do, I think, like I would be happy to have Ings and Watkins up there just chasing them around. Um, obviously, score a couple of early goals would be fantastic. That'd be great. But um, from the point of view of not letting them settle, not letting the likes of Dan Burn settle on it if he stay, if he does start at left back, Mankio, as I say, don't do not let him settle on the ball. You will get you will get um, opportunities from him. And the further back that you can push the likes of John Joe Shelby or if he does play, um, the better, I think, for Aston Villa. So it I think that <clears throat> I think that if, if Wendy is out, we definitely see Watkins in the team, regardless. Um, but I don't think that this would be the game that he drops him for. Um, if I, I, I'm torn. I, I I don't I don't know. I don't know is 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 why and the reason I'm saying it is because. If you look back at that, that Leeds game, yes, he wasn't as, as prolific as as normally he was. He didn't really get any sniff at it. But saying that, there was two crosses, one from Gutinho, one from Dino, I think it was. And if he was an inch taller, he would have got to them. He got to one of them and put it wide, but um, he got nearly got to another one, sliding in at the back post. And mm. I think it was more so that Leeds' style of play curtailed him completely and, and more or less kind of pushed him out of the game because we weren't going long through the middle. We were going into that intermediate part just in the edge of the attacking, attacking third and allowing the... The, um our full backs to to get up the wings and then we were crossing the ball back towards the penalty spot. Now, Watkins should be a bit more alive to that. And you mentioned that there was times when balls were coming into the area where he was back in the on the 18 yard box. Maybe he was back a small a bit too far. But um a lot of the times when I look at Watkins, you can see that he still needs to learn how to play that poachers role as a striker. Now getting back to whether and, and and for me I think that I think that Stephen Gerrard will realize that and will try and play him into form. But how much longer